What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Yes, um, we are out in LA. Yes. Uh, for a host of things. We had, of course, the All-Star. Mm-hmm. All-Star uh, game is this week. Also, uh, the Global Spin Awards is this week in LA. Yes. And we were on The Real. Yes. And shout to the ladies for inviting us. We, we had so much fun on The Real. It was a wonderful experience. The four women that host that show are so phenomenal, mm-hmm. so beautiful, so warm and genuine. I had an incredible time. Yes. I, I, I just love coming to L.A. First, you know, I'm going to come to L.A. a lot more. And the reason being you, is... You are just going to come to L.A. a well, lot more? Well, we. We. We are. By yourself? We are. just going to come I'll, to L.A.? I'll bring you to. And the reason, <laughs> the reason I'm saying that is, you know, usually when we come to L.A., we get a hotel and we stay in a hotel and it's cool. But we have family here that lives here that has us over all the time and their house is just amazing. Like, yeah. I mean, they are very, I don't want to say spiritual. They are well, they're they are, our family. They are spiritual. Yes. But they are like aromatherapy gods, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like You are in, really intrigued by Sasha's whole zen lifestyle. Oh, I love it. Shout out to Sasha and Rashid who invited us. Uh, you guys are familiar about Rashid. I, I speak about him quite a bit. Right. And their home is like candles everywhere so as soon as you walk into their home it smells amazing eucalyptus they have uh, she's very health conscious humidifiers in every room air air purifiers don't don't get it twisted they're air purifiers she'd be very upset if she if she heard you call it a humidifier i don't know what it is but it works and oh my gosh you say that it's some of the best sleep that you've ever had i mean they have all types of gadgets and gadgets right they have this one thing when you take a shower (laughs) you spray it up right before you, you get in the shower and it releases this scent that opens up your nostrils and when you take a shower it's it's even more amazing she even has this body wash that makes my whole skin tingle yeah it's great um, and what about the tissue the tissue it's it kleenex like kleenex kleenex tissue like what's on this tissue um eucalyptic i don't you, know is it kleenex is I it the brand kleenex I don't where's know. the box it's right there i don't know i don't know but it could get you high if you smith that's pretty incredible i've never right, I wonder there must be people out there that are like man that's old news but it's new to us they really into this shit it's and it kleenex works. in a box and oh each one that you pull out has this very strong scent of eucalyptus so that if you have congestion or anything like as you're blowing your nose or whatever you inhale and it's as though it clarifies everything it's oh, very man. nice it's amazing so but if it's out there sasha will find it absolutely and she they, will find it they opened up uh their own studio so they have their own full recording studio mm-hmm. and they have everything in there so we're actually doing a podcast from their recording studio which yeah. is amazing and it's right. dope and they so have we're not on the bed today right yeah not, not on the bed today. they have <laughs> writers producers they have artists musicians they do musicians they have stuff for podcasts i'll give you more information if you're ever in la and you need uh, a studio um, but I just want to say shout to them and getting back to the real, like I had a great time at the real. Now, when the, when the real reached out and, and invited us as guests, we said, of course, you know, and one thing about Guy and I, which I, which I'm going to say is dope, but I'm like talking about myself is <laughs> we don't care what you ask. Like they was like, yeah, we want to go over the questions. And we were like, no, nah, ask us anything. Like we are really an open book. There's no topic that we won't touch, that we won't talk about. We really don't care. And especially because I'm a on-air personality and I ask everybody everything and Gia is an open book. Like it was just a great 
time and I had a great time on the reel. So shout out to everybody that came in the audience. Shout out to everybody that supported on Twitter and mm-hmm. Instagram. And we really, 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 really had a good time. Like I had an amazing time there. Did you have an amazing time? I did have an amazing time. <laughs> and you did your thing too. Like this was the, uh, yeah, this was the first time where you were interviewed on television. On television, yes. Yeah, they popped your cherry and you did your thing. <laughs> you really, really rocked out. And I was really, really proud of you because Aww. I thought, you know, you really don't know. I didn't know if you were going to get nervous. I didn't know if it was going to be a little odd for you. But now nah, you, you, you held it down like a G. I mean, when you think about it, there's really no reason to be nervous if you don't have an agenda. Right. You know, like I don't have an agenda. You don't have an agenda. Correct. So... Anything that they ask, I figure is fair game. Right. And I'm going to answer honestly. So, you know, for me, there were no nerves. Mm -hmm. There were no nerves. It was... It was just a very nice opportunity. And you looked amazing. Well, looked thank beautiful. you. You looked amazing. I mean, you styled me, so I was I was happy. <laughs> you made my life very easy. <laughs> and also, um, I just want to tell you guys that April 15th, I, I promised you that we would be doing more live shows so we can, you know, speak to you guys more, see you guys more. We're going to do another live show April 15th. All right. Now, the show at the Highline Ballroom sold out. It's, it's this coming up Monday. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun doing that. But we also are going to do a show April 15th. So if you missed out on the February show because it's sold out, get your tickets now for April 15th. And remember, all the VIP tickets, you uh, get your seats, you get your tables, you you know, you, you, you guaranteed seats and table when you get the VIP experience, all right? So get your tickets now, April 15th. So we're announcing a new show, April 15th. Date night again, come on out. We're going to have a good time. We're going to be talking. We're going to be shooting the shit. We're going to have a lot of fun. Like, I love the live events because I love talking to you. <laughs> when, well, I'm glad to know that. All right. But when people are around, it's even better, you know, because I can talk to people and people you get have, their energy. Their energy. You get but their energy. Not only that, the, the different opinions, mm-hmm. you know, you know, people might not give two fucks what I have to say and, and check me on it. And, you know, or they might agree with what I have to say. Mm -hmm. So I love the energy of the people. I love talking to people. If I could do a live podcast every week, I would, even though that's a lot. But we're going to try it once every two, three months. So April 15th, just go to HighlineBallroom.com. Get your tickets. I promise y'all we're going to do more live shows. I know a lot of you are pissed off that it sold out so fast and you couldn't get tickets. So April 15th, it's a Sunday. So come on out and uh, hang with us April 15th. You know what? Speaking of of, um, feedback, Mm -hmm. let's request a little bit of feedback because maybe our listeners might have some ideas that we haven't thought of. So for this live podcast, we were throwing around the idea of doing the game night that we had discussed in previous podcasts. But if we do it, we want it to be very effective Mm -hmm. and fun for everybody. So if it's 400 people in the the building, um, assuming that it sells out, we want to figure out a way that everyone can participate and in a way that everyone will enjoy. So I want to make sure that, you know, if we bring people up, on stage I want to know that the people watching those people on stage with us and you know doing the games and everything will be entertained by watching other people participate because can you imagine having a game night where 400 people can participate true I don't know if that's feasible so if you guys can come up with any ideas there's a chance that we might turn that night into game night correct maybe yeah 
if we can come up with something, if you guys can come up with something, let's kind of collaborate. We have a little bit of time. It's February. We're talking about April. So if we can make it, as you would say, amazing, mm-hmm. then we will. Okay. If not, we'll do a podcast. It's still going to be amazing, but we might be able to do a little bit of podcast and a little bit of game night and make it fun. We can do that. But April 15th is the next day. Get yeah, your we'll tickets. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Get them ASAP because it will sell out fast and I want everybody to join us. If you haven't, I know a lot of you missed out on this one. Get your tickets April 15th. It's a Sunday, so you ain't got to worry about the kids. There All you right. go. Now, um, you know what I wanted to talk about? I wanted to start this podcast with. What's that? A lot of people have been asking uh, advice on getting married and proposals. You know, they they wanted some ideas. Now, Uh I remember when um, we were uh, I was thinking about I wasn't say I was thinking about but I was trying to figure out how I was going to propose to you. Right. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to make it memorable. I wanted to make it somehow where you would remember for the rest of your life and that, you know, every time you thought about a certain thing or, or, you know, we drove past a certain area that it would just bring a feeling that you was like, I love him so much, Mm -hmm. you know? And for y'all, for y'all who don't know, do you remember how I'm? I'm do I remember how you? Do you remember? Of course. Well, tell tell the people how I proposed to you. I love hearing this. I love how you, you explain it. Okay. Well, I'll fast forward to the second half of the day because okay. the first half of the, of the day was beautiful. It was very nice what you planned, but when it got to crunch time, um, we were in New York City, mm-hmm. and he took me on a horse and carriage ride in Central Park. In Central Park, mm-hmm. and. It was one of those beautiful, it was white with the red velvet seats, et cetera. And I had never done it before and you had never done it before. So I was just taking in the romantic experience. Right. And as we were going through the park, Rashawn asked the driver to stop. Mm-hmm. Would he be considered a driver? Is that the right word? Yeah, he was driving us. I mean... Yes, driver. I'm sure he has a special word, but for lack of horse driver of that word, horse I'm going to call driver. him the driver. Okay. So, Rashawn asked the driver to stop, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "What are you doing?" And he kind of just like brushed me off. He gets off of the carriage and he goes near this tree. Once he goes behind the tree, he bends down. I can't really see what he was doing because this was, you know, it was starting to get dark. Right. And he comes back up, and I don't see what's in his hand. And he comes on back onto the carriage and gets down, begins his proposal, and then opens up this box. Mm-hmm. And if you could imagine the teeniest of the tiniest diamonds. <laughs> Absolutely. This was, it was like, I don't know, one hundredth of a carrot. Right. Point <laughs> zero five. Yeah, it was the teeniest tiniest rock right and he has this look on his face he looks so hopeful and of course I said yes and I don't think that you could sense any disappointment because I wasn't disappointed I was just curious it was odd right it looked like something that would be befitting of I don't know maybe a 12 year old right and um, then you continued to let me know that it was a joke and then you went in your pocket and pulled out the real ring. Correct. And continued with your proposal. And obviously I accepted. What I liked about it was that you put so much thought, you planned, Mm -hmm. you know, you had to have that driver waiting for us at a specific time. Right. And you had to obviously have got out there early to hide that 
ring in the box that you tricked me with. And just the thought that went into all of that and you wanting to trick me and everything, it just, it made it sweet. And you were 22, no, you were 23, I was 22. 22. Uh And it was just, it was, I don't know, I was touched by it. So now, and you know something, mission accomplished because every time that we go to the city now and we pass Central Park, which is all the time, it always comes to mind. Right. You know, that day we... um. We had tea at the plaza. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things that you did earlier in the day. And that was fantastic. I try to try to make it memorable. Mm-hmm. But, you, you know, um, with everybody out there, if, if you're thinking about proposing, those are the things that you should think of. You should think of what really makes that person happy. You know, if it's a, a walk in the park, if it's nature, if it's something that's going to be memorable, something that they talk about, whether it's, you know, taking a trip, you know, we were from Queens. So, you know, we really at that time really didn't go to the city that much. You know, right. we weren't a city people, but the city, you know, growing up in New York, when you go to Manhattan, it's always big. It's lights. It's amazing. It's electrifying. <laughs> so that's why I wanted to do it. It's an experience. It's an experience. Go so, to the city. When you're thinking about proposing, you should definitely think about something that's going to leave a, a, a mark and leave a stamp. So, for instance, if you live in Virginia, Virginia Beach was that area when we were young. It was always nice and beautiful. You mm-hmm. know, think of something that's always going to bring back that memory in that moment. You know, maybe going on vacation, maybe going to a spa, something that you, you can see and it's, it's going to bring something that that brings something out of you that you never forget like wh- where would you advise a man if somebody called you right now and said I want to propose to my wife mm-hmm. or propose to my girlfriend where should I go well you know something that actually happened years ago um, we have friends that were in love and the guy wanted to propose to uh-huh. his girlfriend right and he called me and asked me Gia how do you think that I should propose and I was always taken by the way that you've made me feel through this relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's going to sound redundant because I've said it so many times because it's the truth. I love the way that you make me feel. I love the thought that you put into everything. So when I was advising him, I led with that. And I said, you know something, if you put thought into it and if you plan it and when everything comes to fruition for her if she can imagine you going through all of these steps to make it special Mm -hmm. that in and of itself will be beyond satisfactory to her it will make her so happy right and that will be the gem forget about you know the rock like that will be the gem so i told him i said well and he was thinking about you know, traveling somewhere. I said, what you should do is you should call her job mm-hmm. and take a leave of absence for her. Take her, vac- take her vacation time. Uh-huh. Tell them between such and such and such a date and such and such a date, she's going to be away. Mm-hmm. Um, you should get a nice piece of luggage okay. and pack everything for her. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be gone for five days, Pack 10 outfits. Okay. One for day, one for night. Go through her closet, know what size she wears. Mm -hmm. You're marrying her, so obviously you know her style. Right. Look at her favorite pairs of jeans. Look at her favorite tops. Look where she shops and just get 10 outfits. Right. You know, get three pairs of shoes, 10 outfits, because he wasn't planning to propose for about maybe another 
eight months. You know, right. he was about to get the ring and everything. Mm-hmm. So he had time to do this. He had time to get his money together to make this all work happen. Right. So I said, do all of that. Then go into her makeup drawer and look at all of the makeup that she wears. Uh-huh. Get a little travel bag. Throw it all in there. Make it so that she does not need a thing that you okay. haven't already bought. Get a little steam iron. Do you know, get a little flat iron or pack hers. Do you know what I mean? Right. I said, have that bag suited and booted. And when you pick go pick her up from work one day or when she comes home from work, tell her that you're going out to, d- to dinner. Mm-hmm. Instead, drive straight to the airport. Or if it's in the morning, wake up, babe. You know, we have to go. I want to take you to breakfast. You know, do it hours in advance in case, you know, she stalls you or she's tired or you really have to, you know, put some elbow grease into getting her out of the house so that you make your flight on time. I said, but, you know, take her straight to the airport and then take her on that little vacation. That's dope. You know, and then when you get there, propose. Right. You know, and it doesn't have to be a whole vacation. It could be a day somewhere right. or an overnight trip. You know, if you're up here, it could be the Poconos. It could right. be anywhere. It doesn't matter. It could, whatever. But the fact that you packed this overnight bag, so it can be one outfit. It could be makeup for one day. It Correct. can be one pair of shoes. You can pack things for her, from her own closet and her own makeup drawer and, you know, her own toiletries. You don't have to go out and buy it. You can remix it to fit the way that you can make it happen. Right. You know, you can make it affordable to you. But the thought of it, I thought was, you know, was great. And he did it. Yeah. yeah. He I did mean, it. And she that sounds amazing. was over the moon for him. It was a three day trip. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it wasn't a five day trip, but it was incredible. I mean, she called me and she said, you know, he told me that you helped him with like, I, I couldn't imagine a better proposal. No, I mean it, that sounds amazing. That that was such great, such a great idea. But you know what? We we talk about proposals and, and all that. But I think, and we talked about as part of the last episode too. I think a lot of men don't propose because they don't feel comfortable proposing. What do you mean? And when I say comfortable, it's like for instance, I knew that when I proposed to you that there was a certain standard that I wanted. What do you mean? Like, I know with a lot of women, and maybe I'm wrong, that the size of their diamond means a lot to them. Mm-hmm. But diamonds are super duper expensive. Clearly. So, you know, the bigger the diamond, the more expensive they are. So, the bigger the diamond, most women, no, not most women, some women might say the bigger the diamond, the more he loves you. Right. So <laughs> for a diamond, it's very expensive, you know? Uh-huh. So even with me, like when when, when I propose to you, the first thing I thought about was I have to get her a, a, a rock that I feel is respectable, you know, mm-hmm. because it's it's a lot of pressure. And I know with a lot of guys, they want to buy their fiance a rock that they respect. That's big. That's a nice size and not a small rock. So for most men, you know, women say, well, I'm waiting for them to propose for me. And I'm thinking to myself, motherfucker, them rings are expensive. <laughs> they are expensive. <laughs> Like, okay. like, and everything, well, it's not the size, it's the thought. That's bullshit, because when that... Really, when, you think so? I, I think that a lot of women are happy with whatever they get, I think actually. That's, I think that's bullshit. I think, I think no, women... It's not. 
No, hell it depends. Yeah. And that's what, what that's female, why I just made that joke a little while ago. It depends on the female that you're dealing with. No, nah, because when a female goes to the hair salon or when they go to the nail salon and when they with their friends, they all have rocks on and you want something comparable to your friends. If your friend has a size and your size, if is, you're insecure, then you want a rock. Well, I'm insecure size and I want and I'm insecure and I feel like my wife would look at me crazy if I was trying to propose to her. And her rock was the size of, uh, you know, I don't know, of something very, very, very small. No, if you really love the person that you're with, it's about his intention to marry you. But why get it's a, not about it's but, not about the rock. But this is what I don't understand, right? Why get a rock anyway? And the reason what I do say you mean? that, all right, you you get a diamond, right? Mm-hmm. A diamond could cost anywhere from five thousand to fifty thousand for a diamond, right? Um, it can cost anywhere from five thousand to a million. Like, okay, exactly. Now or more. But now, if we are trying to start our future, right? Mm-hmm. We already in the hole because if I buy a rock, right? Let's say the rock costs ten thousand, right? Let's say twenty thousand. Let's say ten thousand. Rock is ten thousand. So now I'm back behind ten thousand. Now I gotta marry your ass. So now we have to get a place to get married. Now I gotta marry. Like, uh, like that bothers me. How you just put that. What is the truth? Now I gotta marry your ass because it shouldn't be. Well, a- if I'm marrying somebody with that mentality, then yeah, the friggin' size of the rock matters. See, but it shouldn't See? be. See, sh- yeah, because you know, it shouldn't be about. The it's rock. about your situation. Like, if that's your mentality, then yeah, I have the right to be shallow. But it shouldn't be about the rock. It should be about setting up for the future. When you get married, it's for the future. It shouldn't be. I gotta buy a ten thousand dollar rock. All right, boom, debt negative. 10, I have to 000. have a fifty thousand dollar wedding. Now that's minus fifty thousand. I gotta buy a ten thousand dollar dress. See, now I'm in a hole. Then I gotta go. On, I gotta go on a honeymoon. Now I'm going a honeymoon. Now I'm in a hole. All that for what? Because now you know what you're doing. You, you're making a perfect, supposed to be a perfect day in a perfect situation, stressful. Because now a motherfucker gotta pay for all that shit. And you know what? We still ain't got a place to live. Now we go through all that and we're going back to that apartment. You know why? Because what we should have did was we should have took that money, all that money on that rock, all that money on that wedding, all that money on that vacation, all that money on that damn dress, all the money on that tuxedos. We gotta, we gotta mm-hmm. get. All the money on the flowers that you want on the tables. All the money on what's the things where, you, where people leave and they could take souvenirs. What's they call not souvenirs? What they call when you give them gift bags? Gift bags. You got to put get all that money. You got to put to all that other shit, right? Mm-hmm. To people that you really don't give a fuck about, really. Well, you might not give a fuck about people, but all right. I think that our listeners probably give a bleep about their friends and family. All right, all right. All that money goes to them, and now you could have used that money. And started a found, had a had a foundation of a home mm-hmm. where you have something together. You know, now not only do I have to, oh I, we have to pay for this wedding. Yeah, because you were throwing around the I, 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 I mean we. We, you didn't mean we, 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 we you we, meant we, I. We, we, we. Now, now People only, say what they mean. Now, not only do I got to pay for all that wedding or we got to pay for that wedding. Now, when we get back from that amazing honeymoon, we're back in an apartment and we're starting over because nine times out of ten, we got to pay off all that stuff that we pay for. Well, let me so ask you a question. why does it even matter? Are you representing yourself or are you resep- representing a hypothetical person? All of the above. All of the above. So you genuinely feel this way? Yeah. So if that's the case, then why did you buy the ring that you bought? Why did we have the wedding that we have had? Um, why did everything go down representing the exact opposite of how you seem to feel? Because I know that's what you wanted. You see what I'm saying? You know. So as, if as, it were up to you, I would have what? 
like a teeny rock and we would have had no wedding. We would have went to the JOP. No, I would have. I would have said less. Not that I'm saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just trying to figure out. I would have said less. I would have said let's get a crib first. Let's let's, let's get a crib let's before build I have the foundation. a rock. If, yeah, like what what does a rock mean? What what does no, a no, diamond no, I'm mean? Not, I'm what does not, it represent? That means nothing. It, it does mean something. It, it does represent something. Nah, like it does. No, us having a home and does. having a place to live as an investment means more than a rock because I can always get you that rock. We could always get a house. Yeah, but I'm already stressed out because I'm already fifty thousand in the, in a hole because I didn't we didn't did the rock the wedding the honeymoon and flowers <laughs> and flowers. <laughs> You don't remember how much and centerpieces and yes. music and a band and exactly everything invitation exactly. so for most men that's what they're thinking they're like damn I ain't got it like that I got to keep saving mm-hmm. and it might take me three years to save and then the female's like oh I've been with you two years and you ain't talking about marriage motherfucker I gotta say I'm still saving. Well, I think that whoever came up with the diamond idea for a female to wear is a piece of shit because it shouldn't. <laughs> it shouldn't be like that. Rashawn, you're saying you, 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 what? You're not representing your true feelings right now. I am. I absolutely because am. every time and that's, and that's now, it, now we've been married 16 years. Correct. Every time that we've upgraded my ring, it was your idea. Right, because that's it was a gift. It was something like it was always on you to up- I've never asked for an upgrade I would have been happy with my first ring but that's the thing I recommended it because you didn't I, recommend it let's call it what it was what you bought it I bought it right without my knowledge right but I bought it you know why why because I can afford it because I was at a point in our in our life where I had it but when we first got married we ain't have it have it can't we, have it yeah. we have it have it like now we <laughs> have it have it back then we ain't have it you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. we overextend. I mean, we had it. Here's the thing. Because you have to specify what having it means. We had it, but what we chose to do with it or what you chose to do with it is what's up for question. Right. I mean, do you I, understand what I'm saying? I got a couple of we things didn't, at that We time. didn't have it for both. We didn't have it to get a ring, to pay for the wedding, and to buy a house at the same time. But think about it. If, if you're judging from our situation, we had the wedding that we wanted. I had the ring that you wanted to buy for me. Right. And we bought a house in 10 months. So there are a lot of people that would look at it like, you know, you you get the ring so that you can feel good about it if it's important for you and you're a female. You have the wedding so that you have your day. Like that is a very special day and you're not shedding any light on that. You know, you're not, hold on, hold on. It is. You're not shedding any light on that. So you, you spend the money. Yes, but you're surrounded by your friends, your family, you enjoy, you have memories, you have your photography, you have your videography and you're creating a union under God. And for a lot of people, there's a lot to be said for that. Right. And that is worth its weight in gold. I, I get and what then you're saying. you can get you can go back to your apartment, whether you're living together or whatever, you move in together or move into his apartment or both of you move into her apartment, and then you can save for the home. Because if you look at it from this point of view, you can have it all. It's just a matter of time. You might just have to wait it out, as opposed to jumping the gun, 
skipping the ring, skipping the wedding and getting a house. So now you have this house. You didn't have to wait the 10 months. You didn't have to wait the year. You didn't have to wait the three years, however long it would take you to be able to get a house. So now you have it, but now you have no memory. Now, no, you could create your memory when you want to create it. Think about no, it. No, like no, this. no, 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 stop you, that. You buy a house, Hold on. And have then, the, then ha- you go get married afterwards. You have the wedding in your house, and now you save now mad you want to have the okay. So, most people's homes aren't equipped to host a wedding. Let's just be realistic. Whose house do you know with besides maybe five people that you may know? would be able to have a wedding in their home. That sounds ridiculous. I mean, you don't have to have a thousands, a hundreds no, of people. No, because Rashawn, you have a couple you're, people. you're, you're reducing say, this wedding I'm not to reducing nothing. the wedding. All I'm saying you don't is want, and it's important a wedding, a it don't have to be that important where you stress somebody else out and a man has to think about that a lot. Like, it's not just, okay, this is what I'm going to do. No, I, I would love to marry you right now, baby, but I can't afford it because I can't afford a ring. I can't afford a wedding. I can't afford I'm honeymoon. I can't afford flowers. So let's go to the JOP. Okay. Let's sign this paper. I love you. We I'll wear I'll wear my little white business suit. That's cool. And you wear your church suit. That's cool. We do that. Uh-huh. And then we put this money together, buy a house. And then we have a ceremony later. And then we have a ceremony later. What's wrong with that? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with okay. that. I think that it was a previous podcast that I might have said that that can work and that can work for some people you know a woman can wear just a gold band to represent that she's taken the same way that absolutely a man can my point is that it's an individual decision okay you know it has the decision has to suit both parties and neither one can impose their wants on the other at the very least it would have to be a compromise if they don't agree 100 percent with the other do you see what I mean? I see. I believe in both. I think that it just has to make the two participants happy. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So absolutely. I believe in big weddings. I believe in modest we- weddings. I believe in justice of the peace weddings. You know, some girls could care less about the big dress and the band and the centerpieces. And they might be fine going right down to the city hall and knocking it all out in one day. Mm-hmm. And then celebrating later or not you know for some people it might make sense like why am i going to put all this money into one day for six hours right and then poof it's gone and i have pictures yes but then there are women that those pictures are everything correct those memories are everything so it really depends on what side of the fence you fall on but whatever it is it has to make you happy absolutely and Neither party should have to sacrifice because that's something that if you don't do it the way that you want, and it can be the man if he feels like he's forced to pay for a wedding that he really doesn't want, he may resent her for the quote unquote loss because he doesn't find any value in it, Mm -hmm. right? So he might resent her and hold her responsible for the loss. But if he forces her to get married at the justice of the peace, it's very likely that she'll resent him for robbing her of her memory and her day to feel special. A lot of women have imagined their wedding day since they were little girls. I know, playing with the Barbie and Ken, I know, And we're kind of, we're kind of conditioned to feel that way and to want that. So you can't take that away from a woman if it's that important to her. Okay. All right. Well, I just wanted to chop that up with you. Now, um, I want to ask you another question. 
Okay. How do you feel about going out with a friend? I don't know what you mean. All right. Let's say. <laughs> what you does have, that mean? You have a male friend. Okay. How do you feel that? All right. Let's say. Do you think women should go out with male friends? And do you think males should go out with female friends? Um, it depends on the nature of the relationship. It depends on how long these males and females have been friends, especially it well, it especially matters if these two people of the opposite sex have been friends before their new mate or their new husband or wife came into the picture. You know, I have some friends from childhood that are males uh-huh. that, you know, you wouldn't have a problem. Who? Brent. I might have a problem. If I went to dinner with Brent? Yes. Or if I hung out with Brent? Yes. Why? If it was just you and Brent? Yeah. Hell yeah, I'd have a problem. There is no situation out there that you and Brent would just be hanging out alone. Fuck no. Okay, let me... Fuck Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hell no. So, okay, so I have another friend who's actually a sales associate that I deal with who I adore. His name is Herb. Okay. And when I flew to Charlotte not too long ago to do some things, I met up with Herb, we went to lunch, we hung out, we talked, everything. You had no problem. Yeah, because Herb is our friend. Okay. See what I'm saying? Like, Herb okay, is my so, friend and your friend. So. Like, if it's, and, and you told me, and it's cool because he's my friend and your friend, but somebody that's just your friend, I don't know about that. So. Fuck, matter of fact, I do but, know about that. No, Fuck but me. I, okay, well, personally, I wouldn't have a male friend that wasn't your friend as well. I mean, like. Because we're married. Why would we have separate friends? I mean, you just mentioned Brent and Brent was your friend. You know, he's not my friend, but he was your friend growing up. I don't, you know, that's mm-hmm. just your friend. But hell no. No. But I, well, that's why I switched gears because I don't. I don't hang out with Brent Only, much, so I haven't really brought you into that that friendship. But if it's a friend that I plan on spending time with and hanging out with and talking to on the phone, he would have to be your friend as well. I don't believe in married couples having separate friends. I'm okay. not gonna have my pocket friend. As long as you know, but that, that, I'm not gonna have my pocket friend. That, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm not gonna say you're not allowed to, but you're not allowed to have a friend and y'all go out. That, well, let me ask you this: happen. Let's say. We, we had uh-huh. a friend okay. who's a male and let's say he was very attractive. Mm-hmm. Would that fudge your feeling a little bit? No. So you wouldn't have a problem if I went to dinner with him. How attractive? Hung out. Like look like. Let's say he's extremely attractive. Extremely attractive. Like nah, on a scale have... from one to ten, he's a nine. No, nah, I wouldn't have a problem. Why'd you say it depends on how attractive? No, nah, I'm just curious, but I, I wouldn't have a problem. <laughs> you're, you're curious in this hypothetical? Yes. I like to know all my um, possibilities. Okay, so you wouldn't have a problem. No, that's not true. I wouldn't have a problem. It that's de- not true. It, 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 it depends on. That's not true. It depends on true. how that's much of a true. friend it is. Like, I mean, if he's somebody that I know and he's attractive, I wouldn't care. Well, what do you? How do you? How do you categorize the word? The word no. You know, let's say we've hung out sometimes together and you know we've been at mutual parties and you know we've had parties and, what, and, and we've and invited why, him over to and the why house y'all, why are y'all and, hanging out 
Like, like that's the whole thing. Like, why are y'all hanging out? Um, for the sake of argument, let's just say we're two human beings. Okay. And we, let's say we have something to talk about. Let's say we just like each other. We get each other's jokes. No. You know, let's just nah. say no. we're friends. No, you're not that's friends. What, that's what friends do. All right, then you, you don't have any friends. You're not friends. No, you're not going out with nobody. I don't care if he's ugly. I don't care if he's cute. I don't care if he's So attractive. now it's just nobody. I mean, unless... Because unless, remember, this guy, my hypothetical good-looking guy is your friend too. He's been to our house then you, you for don't, parties. You don't need to go out with him then. Why? Because you just don't need to. You're not making... What? Why? Why? Because, yes, why? Because there's no reason why you should be going out with another man. No reason at all. You mentioned Herb. Herb is the homie. Herb is a sales associate. You're contradicting yourself. I, I, I fucks with Herb. You're, Every, you're contradicting yourself. Rashid, no problem. I fuck with Rashid. Everybody else, fuck no, no, hell fucking no, no. You know, Rashawn, this 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 is hypothetical. I don't care. There's no hypothetical. Why are you? I don't have to make sense. Like, why no, are you squinting? No, and, and for ladies out there, and you, why you bobbing? Why you bobbing your head I'm and squinting? Like, no, you can't even ask me. No, 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 no. You want to go out? Wait for me. We all go out. We we all go out. Just like just like if I say, hey, I'm going out with with so and so. For what? For, for, why are oh, you? No, gonna, this is your hypothetical situation. No, I'm just saying no. No, I don't. Matter of fact, I don't want to do this stupid question. Who thought of that anyway? That was you. You thought of that. That, was that wasn't an email. No, no. But let's let's get to an email. That was stupid. No, but you ain't going out with nobody. Mm-mm-mm. All right, let's go to email. Okay. What's up, my favorite couple? I hope this letter gets to you. I can really use your advice and assistance. I need your help so badly. My name is Eric. I've been with my lady, Jada, for seven years. We have the best five-year-old daughter, Madison Marie, that we both love very, very much. We both turned 30 years old this year and currently in a bad space in our relationship. As of recent, we both have been going through a very difficult times in our life in every aspect. The last year has been the worst. At this time, she's even considering separating. I do admit that through these stressful times, I haven't been making the situation easier. I've been distant, not communicating, and even lashing out verbally, which she does not deserve. She has been in my corner throughout so much. As of now, we are taking time apart, but F that. I want my baby back. In retrospect, I've been self-reflecting and will do anything to get her back. I know there is still a chance because we love each other very much. I am working on getting my ish together. I will fight every day to keep my family together. When I think of my future, I don't think about anyone else in there but her. I can't live without her. I miss everything about her. I know this is a shot in the dark, however. I know you can help me with this situation because she really looks up to you, Gia. Please advise me on what to do. I've been sending her sweet text messages, love letters, flowers, etc. I have spoken to Envy at Nike. At Nike. Oh, I guess he works at Nike. About when is the right time to propose. Wow, that's funny. Do you remember that? No. Okay. You guys even mentioned her on a podcast. Oh. Yes. Okay. You even do you, men- do you know? Yeah. Okay. You even mentioned her on a podcast. Thanks to Erica from Wolford. That was the happiest I've seen oh. Jada in a long time. Even though you said her oh. wrong name, I probably said her wrong her name wrong again. We went to the live podcast last year, and she loved it. Your story allows us to have a certain dialogue in our relationship that I believe has kept the fire burning for quite some time. Sorry for the lengthy letter. If there's any way you can help, please reach out. Thank you in advance. Okay. Can I let me start this? Right. Yes, I want you to start, but let me just clarify a couple of things. What? So they're estranged right now. Yes. But 
they're estranged because of the way that he treated her yeah, during he, these trials and he said they were both going through some rough times and then he treated her pretty wrong he lashed out her verbally right and was being very distant not communicating so now they're estranged mm-hmm. and he wants to know how to get her back correct so he's been doing things he's been sending love letters and sweet flowers etc et flowers etc yeah. and that hasn't worked right okay go ahead all right so first thing i want to tell everybody out there right and this is something that uh somebody told me never ever if you can avoid it never separate never uh leave the house that's what somebody, a, a good man once told me. Who told you that? Rashid. Oh. He said, never, <laughs> he says, never leave the house. You know, uh-huh. never leave your apartment. Never leave the place where you're staying with your girl if you really want her back. He said, because once you leave, you kind of make it okay to not be in that house. And they can tell or they can see that they don't need you anymore. You know, Rashawn is referring to our dark period. Right. And I couldn't get you to leave. I, well, he told me don't leave. And and, and you know what? <laughs> I couldn't get you to leave. And I wasn't going to leave. And, and, and it I, worked because... I needed you to leave so bad and you would not leave. I did everything that I possibly do to stay. Like, even even if you want to... I would not separate. Now, I would go to another room in the house. I would stay away from you. But my vibe, my energy was still in that home. You never leave the home because once you leave, she realizes that, look, I don't really need him. Matter of fact... A a woman can get accustomed... Or a man can get accustomed to you not being there. Correct. And it can become their new reality. Exactly. So then it's so much more difficult to get back in once you've left. But if you've never left at all yes because i think especially women because we're more resilient than men i believe but i think that we can train ourselves after a period of time to be okay right i think that men men seem to be so tough and Mm -hmm. and whatnot but i think that women in a lot of ways are a lot tougher right i think that we bounce back quicker than men do absolutely and you know and it doesn't seem obvious, but I think they were a lot more resilient. Yeah, but I would never, never leave the get. First thing to do is get back in the house. Whatever you got to do to get back in that house, get back in that house. At least that way she sees you more. She might not like you, but at least she sees you more and your energy is still there. He said that they did live together. Yeah, he said that they separated. They're estranged. I, I thought well, they, I don't know if they physically lived together. Well, if you if you don't live in that house or you moved out the house, get your ass back in that house. Mm-hmm. That's first and foremost. And second of all, I hope you have been apologizing and being honest. Most people be like, oh, I apologize once. No. Like when you hurt somebody, this is another thing that I learned being in a relationship and fucking up so much. When you hurt somebody, you can't tell them when to forgive you, no matter what it's for. You can think it's so stupid. I stepped on her pinky toe and she's mad for a week. Well, her motherfucking toe might hurt for a week. You, <laughs> I, I know it's a stupid example, but I'm being serious. You can't. You can't no, I, I'll rock with that example. <laughs> and that's for women and men. You can't tell somebody when to forgive you. Like it might take a day, it might take three days, but you got to understand you hurt somebody and you don't know how bad that hurt was. So you just can't write it off. And men especially, we write off shit like, man, get over it. I said, I'm sorry. That's not the answer all the time. Maybe the first time. No, it's not the answer any of the time. Man, I said, I'm sorry. Get over it. How many times you want me to apologize? What do you want from me? Blood? Like those answers. I said that a couple of times. 
You have. But what, I had what, to, what, you think I'm just pulling from my imagination? But I had to learn my lesson. Like, I had to learn <laughs> I'm not that. just pulling from my imagination. I had to learn that certain situations, and sometimes you, you can't tell somebody when to forgive you. So you have to allow. That's the first thing. You can't be ego-driven. You got to be humble. You go in there with your, with your motherfucking... Tail between your legs. I was going to say balls in your hands, but yeah, tails between That'll your legs. That'll work, too. What? I said that'll work too. But you got to come with your tails between your legs and you got to be you got to be apologetic. You got to be sorry if you want that. And then talk talk to her why you've been distant. Talk to her why it's been a lack of communication. Talk to her why it's you you know you had a problem or whatever it may be. And then you try to dig deep in and it's not going to be right away. You're not going to say, "Okay, let's talk." And then you're going to be like, "Oh, okay." Because she's pissed off at you because of the months that you've probably been distant. And she's probably thinking that you wrote her off and you've probably been cheating. That's why you've been so damn distant. So you got to get her back to at least trust you a little where you can have these conversations. And it's kind of like breaking a wall down. You got to take a brick at a time, a brick at a time. Don't try to knock down the whole wall at one time because you'll wind up having a heart attack. Mm -hmm. Just take a brick at a time, brick at a time. And that's what you got to do. That's what I think. That's what I would do in that situation. So everybody knows that, you know, I oftentimes say that I don't give advice. You know, I just give my opinion. Your opinion, right. But there are times that I'll go out on a limb and give advice. Okay. My dose of advice for him is to understand that a woman, and this can be vice versa, but Uh since it's his situation, I'll say, a woman doesn't necessarily have to agree with you. Right. But if you can get a woman to understand why you've done the things that you've done, if you can get her to connect with that, then you may have a shot. Mm-hmm. I don't always have to agree with people. And, you know, when people wrong me, and mm-hmm. even, I'm talking about outside this relationship. Okay. When people wrong me, I don't necessarily look at what they did and view it as a black and white situation mm-hmm. and say, well, they were wrong, so they're out the door. The end result, their action isn't really what matters to me. What matters to me is their intention. Okay. Their intention is everything. Did you deliberately hurt me? Did you intentionally wrong me? Did you know that what you were doing was wrong and chose to do it anyway? Mm -hmm. Do you know better? And how I answer those questions determines if I decide to keep that person in my life. Okay. I always forgive because I relieve myself of that burden. I don't want those bricks of, of resentment or... I don't hate anybody, but I, I don't I don't want that weight on my back. Mm-hmm. So I always forgive, but determining whether I want to keep somebody in my life in the same form that they were in pri- um, prior, that's always kind of, you know, that that's a decision that you have to make. Right. So if you can get her to understand your motivation behind your wrong decisions, for instance, he said that they were in a lot of bad situations. Things right. were going wrong left and right. So for both, uh-huh. it could be, and I have no idea what those things are, but you know, for example, someone could have passed away mm-hmm. 
he could have lost his job or he could have kept his job, but maybe things were going wrong financially. You know, someone else outside of the relationship could have hurt him. Okay. Then, you know, she could have came in and told him that his feet look like little space shuttles. <laughs> she said that to me about my feet this weekend too, but go ahead. <laughs> you, you guys, if you tune in a lot, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But she could have come in and said something that hurt his feelings and whatnot. And all of these things could have you know, mounted and he could have snapped once or he could have been in a bad way over a period of time. Correct. And that could have had him out of sorts. And he could have gotten to a point where he was talking to her rudely, where, you know, he's making bad decisions and he's going and he just doesn't care. Maybe he doesn't care about this. He doesn't care about that. And maybe he really never thought that his actions were ever going to amount to anything. Mm -hmm. Maybe he never thought that she was going to leave or kick him out or if they weren't living together, just leave the relationship. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, he needed that dose of reality to become grounded again. That is true. Do you know what I mean? If he to realize what he's missing and realize that he's fucking up. Right. If you can get her to sit across a couch from you, across a table from you, across a bed from you, and have a real heart to heart where you're in tune with your own feelings, Mm -hmm. where you know and you can identify why you did the things that you did, why you said this the things that you said. And if you can get her in the same space as you and communicate those things from a very humble place Mm -hmm. and get her to understand, she may say, you know what? You are a piece of bleep, but I'm willing to forgive you because I understand. While I don't agree with what you did, Mm -hmm. I understand what you did and the things that were going wrong in your life that could have gotten you to that place. And I'll give you another shot. Mm -hmm. I'll give you another shot. Because at that point, if you're capable of making her feel that you're genuine, if she loved you, then she may say, she may feel something. She may feel compassion for you. And she may say, you know what? Let me let let him back into my space and let me give him another shot. And then let's see how it goes. But if she does, you can't mess it up. And I, and I think that's great advice because we get a lot of emails all the time about, and it, men fuck up all the time, I could tell. So do women. We, we hardly get women saying, hey, I'm, I'm fuck, I fucked up and I want to get my man back. We <laughs> rarely get that. Like if we get maybe, let's say, 100 emails a week, 50 of them, or 60 of them is like, hey, I fucked up. How can I get my lady back? Right, that, right, like, right. Dudes fuck up all the time. So I, I, I think that's the best advice to like, exactly what you said communication communication but it has to be that heartfelt heart driven heart drenched conversation that you have to have like you have to make her feel what you were feeling you have to get her and and take all responsibility yes Mm -hmm. i was wrong yes i know yes i was tripping yes 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 but i realize that now and i will never put you through that again right because you mean the world to me. Be honest. It took you being a, apart from me for me to realize how much I need you. Because even when he said it in his email, like I felt that he said, you know, I need her. I can't see my life without her. I don't picture the rest of my life without her in it. And all, you know, he put it a thousand different ways. But yeah, all of that, like you feel it. If he can make her feel that, I think he has a shot. Okay. 
Well, we'll try that and hopefully it, it'll work out well for you. And, and next time I'm in Nike, come up to me and let me know how it worked out. There you go. You know, um, one thing I would say about the people that, and I, I don't want to call them, I would say listeners, I would say our family members, because everybody who listens, I, I consider family member. I don't consider them fans. They're like our family because they mm-hmm. call one of, one of your family members. <laughs> they wanted to know, um, they said that uh, they've been with their boyfriend for about three years mm-hmm. and wanted to know some um, new sexual posi- positions that you can uh, <laughs> help them out with. Well, oh, I've read that email. You read that email? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read that. I was like, that's kind of creepy. Like, yes. Like, like, it was a short email. It was a short email. Uh-huh. She wanted to know some sexual position. I was like, I, I, I don't even ask my friends that. Well. Tell them the book. You can take a journey with us because we're about to take a little journey, mm-hmm. actually. About a week and a half ago. And we didn't tell you guys about it yet because we haven't tried it yet. But a week, about a week and a half ago, Rashawn came home with about four books on Tantra. Right. And we're about to get into it. We're about to explore and see what all the hype is with Tantra. He came home with four books on Tantra and one book on yoga. Yeah, we're going to do yoga and then we're going to do Tantra. So he's trying to get we're gonna do- in touch with his inner self, his inner Zen. Maybe mm-hmm. Sasha can give you some tips. Yeah. Okay. What's that dog? Backyard dog? It's downward dog. Oh, my bad. But yeah. <laughs> Not that I know anything about it, but I, I've heard the term. I didn't take it yet, but I'm going to take it and I'm going to learn da- backward, da- whatever. Downward. The, the dog and then we're going to do doggy style. We're going to have some fun with the yoga No, thing. we're not going to. No, because I think Tantra, I didn't even crack any of those books open. Did you crack any of the books open? Not yet. Okay. I have, n- I know that a lot of it has to do with connecting and at least a portion of it I believe has to do with not touching each other like simulating each other through the connection or through the energy through the vibe somehow maybe it involves light touching I'm not sure but I'm going to look into those books and then we'll get back to you in about two weeks okay now let me ask you a question just this is just a side note it's not any we got one more email but how do you feel about having... Hold on, hold on. You know what you're doing? What? You're creating a long podcast. I know, I know, I know. This isn't like you. I know, but I'm you very like proud of you. You like that stuff. So that's what I'm doing it for you. Good job. How do you feel about having sex in somebody else's house? So now you want Sasha and Rashid to listen to this episode and then be like, damn, they're having sex on our sheets? I didn't even say... I wouldn't... I didn't say... What else? Us. Like, clearly, clearly... That's what you're implying. I'm just asking. What, you want to go and have sex on Sasha and Rashid's I'm just sheets? asking because, look, we've been here three days and we haven't had sex, right? Because I didn't want to ruin your hair for the real. But now the real's over. <laughs> right? This is probably the longest that we've gone without having sex. Right, because I didn't want to mess up your hair. If you were in the same proximity as me. I, I didn't want to mess up your hair because, you know, you got your hair done right before we got well, here. Well, here's the thing. I got my hair done in New York. Right. Well, New Jersey. And... I got cornrows. Right, so, so I let you live. Yeah, because I don't have a hairdresser out here in right. L.A. And that's really a big part of the reason why I had cornrows for the show, because I don't have a hairdresser out here. So I needed a hairstyle that I didn't have to be responsible for. I did my own makeup, but I'm not going to be sitting there with a curling iron F-O-L- and a flat iron. F-O-L-A. Like that question. I wasn't doing. F-O-L-A. Answer so my question. I had to keep it nice and fresh. You ignore me. What was your, que- what was your question? Answer my question. Well, how was your question? How do you feel about having sex in somebody else's house. I think if you put a couple towels down, it's all right. All right, cool. That's all I need to hear. 
Now here's the next question. <laughs> like you won't get into the mattress. All right. <laughs> what? That's, that's all I needed to know. We just can't be all over the place. Like we but, just put a couple towels down. We we be good. But how are we gonna ask them for a towel? Like, hey, can I get an extra towel? Well, listen. I'll be like, look, just use some extra bleach. Let's go buy a towel. We can go to Walmart and buy. We're extra gonna buy towel. our own towel, yeah, and then we're gonna pack a dirty towel in our luggage. No, we just throw it out. We'll we'll work it out. Okay. This is the last email. This is TMI. I know. Hey guys, this is Bi. My son, who is 18 years old, found himself with a baby on the way. He just found himself that way. And that's what he says. Got it. I don't know. The question is: Was I wrong for asking him if he believes 100 percent that the kid is his? And said you should get a blood test so there is no worrying about if they ever become the parents that might question it down the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife flipped out on me and said I was dead wrong. What do you think? Well, I think that email is missing a lot of details. That's all he said in that email, I swear. Yeah, I can't. Oh, I, 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 I can't r- truly answer that I question. I can answer that shit. Because the girl could be a hoe. Let's just be real. I mean, the girl could be a hoe, in which case, you know, it could have been a one night stand. I don't care. It could have been, you know, it could be a situation where he has no clue as to the character of this female. He's the father of an 18 year old boy. Yes, he is. You're still guiding and you're still molding and you can't leave it up to your 18 year old to make thorough decisions. If you see that they're not making a thorough decision, as the parent, it's your job to step in and raise all those questions that that kid might not have raised himself. Right. But that's the whole thing. I don't care about the girl. Like I, I'm looking at it like this. We have a son, right? He gets a, we think or it, it's a possibility that he gets a girl pregnant. I'm going to say the same thing. I'm going to say you're going to check. Wait, hold on a minute. That's not necessarily true. What? Let's say. Oh, perfect example. Let's say it was us. Okay. We've been together since. 15 and 16. Mm-hmm. If I'm 18 and I turn up pregnant, do you think that your father would have said, hey, you're going to need to get a DNA test because you don't know if that baby's yours? No. Exactly. Because I'm not my father. Your father's worse than you. I know. Well, see, then I would be the same woman. I would be the same. I'd be the woman in the situation where this guy is writing an email and I'd be the pissed off wife. Like, how could you have said that to our son? If two young people and I'm not saying that, you know, things can't happen. But if there's two young people and they're in love and to both of their knowledge, each is being monogamous and she winds up pregnant, you would assume that. It's that boy's child or that nah, young man's child. Nah, be yes, nah, you would be. assume unless he had a reason to believe that she was stepping out on him or not being faithful. If he felt that that girl wasn't being faithful, then yeah, you have every right to ask for a test. But just know that might be the end of your relationship. And if it's not the end, you have cast a very, very, very dark cloud, a rainy one with little lightning bolts over your relationship for which you will pay for for a very long time. Because when the DNA test comes back and it is your child, she's going to be sitting there with her lips pursed and her arms crossed looking at you. And she's going to make you feel that way over and over and over again. So you must know what you are getting into. Yeah. And I didn't think about now this that. is this is deceptive. This is deceptive. I don't even want to say this. What? Because I'm not a deceptive person. Say it. 
But if you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, just take a piece of that baby hair. And you need to know. That's what I was going to say. Swab that cotton. Don't say nothing. Pluck pluck a hair or two. That's what I'm talking about. Send it where it needs to go and find out so you can have your own peace of mind. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. But you don't insult that girl by asking or questioning if she seems to be a good girl. Okay. Or a good woman if you know you know, older people are relating. Do you know what I mean? Don't have me. You don't, you don't do that because you're setting yourself up for moments of misery in that relationship. Don't have me babysit because if I'm babysitting, I'm taking a couple of pieces of hair and we're going to check. We're going to find out. Absolutely. And then, and then we'll see from there. But a detail that I'm missing, like I'm wondering if the son was upset when the father suggested that. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I'm sure it was because if that's his girl, he said probably thinks that's his girl and nobody else's girl. No, I don't know if it's his girl. He wound up, I think he said he found himself with a baby on the way. I don't know what the nature of that relationship was. Right. But judging from the mother's reaction, they were probably in a relationship. Maybe. Yeah, that's what it sounds like from the mother's reaction. Mm -hmm. But I'm with you. Uh, We're going to get that baby. We're going to get a little swab. And we're going to send that in. And then we're going to see exactly what's going on. Because at the end of the day, I just want to make sure. Because I, you know, I might do that now. <laughs> hmm? Really? Who are you going to do it for? Which one of the kids that you, don't look just like you? All right, you tell me which one of the kids that don't look like me. Okay, I know which kid. Which one? Which kid? <laughs> which kid? But people, listen, when we post pictures of Jackson, you, I, hashtag twin, uh, all the comments are hashtag Envy's twin. Let me ask you a question. Rashawn's twin. Let me ask you a question. What? What color is Jackson's hair? Jackson's hair is blonde. Okay. Like a dirty blonde. <laughs> like, what color is my hair? My grandfather is Scottish. Yeah, all right. My grandfather is Scottish. All right. And so. the mailman is, is, is his dirty blonde, too. <laughs> my goodness. I'm going to play this podcast for Jackson when he gets older. <laughs> That's my boy. But you better not do anything to hurt my feelings. That's my boy. All right. Well, it's time to get up out of here, all right? Um, I want to say, uh, don't forget, uh, April 15th, all right, we're doing another live show. The February 19th show sold out. So April 15th, you have a chance. You can get your VIP tickets. Get your tickets. This one's going to sell out as well. You know, I, I told you guys I want to do more live shows because I want to touch you guys more. I have so much you fun. You want to touch them more? You know what I mean. No, I don't know what you mean. I want to speak to them and see people more, okay? You confuse that with touching people? You know what I mean. Just saying. But I want to see you guys more. So I, I, I would love to do more live podcasts. I enjoy doing them with you guys. And this is always, it's something fun to do. So, you know, I try to do these things and we try to do these things. So it's not just, well, what are we going to do this weekend? We're going to go to movies. Well, what are we going to do this weekend? We're going to go to club. Well, what are we going to do this weekend? We're going to go to comedy show. Well, this way you get to experience a little bit of everything. You experience, do you have a dinner? You have uh, a little bit of comedy and then you have the podcast where we talk relationships. And then on the way home, y'all can have a great conversation on yeah, the way home. Yeah. All right. Or you might have game night. It all depends on how this whole thing busts down. Absolutely. So right. hit up the highlineballroom.com right now. Get your tickets. You know it's going to move fast. So get it right now if you can. And we're about to go to Walmart. <laughs> get, get some towels. <laughs> 
Man, listen. All right. All right. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys. And if you're out in the L.A. area, hit us up because we're going to be looking for places to eat. You know, Gia's a foodie. So we're going to be looking for places to eat, places to hang, and places to go out. So hopefully we get to see you guys. All right. And tomorrow's Valentine's Well, oh, today. Well, we don't Technically, know. Technically, tomorrow don't, for us, tomorrow is Valentine's we Day. We don't know when people are going to be listening. They could be listening Two days after Valentine. Right. So right now for us, it's Tuesday night. Right. You guys are going to get this early Wednesday morning. Correct. So that'll be Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day, beautiful people. Happy Valentine's Day to you and yours. And I got something for you. I'm going to just tie a bow on it and you can have it. I didn't need that image in my mind. And neither did they. All right. Well, you guys have a great one. I'm DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And that was another edition of the Casey Crew. What? You was about to say welcome. Say I come sure over. was. Say come over, damn it. Thanks for coming over. Toodles. <laughs> <laughs>